Hi, welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and guys, I am so sorry that's been so long since the last episode, but today's episode is really good, so that should make up for it, I hope. But either way, I'm here talking with Amy Van Buren, who is my sister, about Taylor Swift. We're talking everything Taylor Swift, and mainly we're going over our top 10 favorite Taylor Swift songs, and we will be doing an in-depth analysis because I know too much about Taylor Swift and we will be reviewing and critiquing each other's top tens. It's a really, really fun listen, and honestly, I feel like we just really ended up talking about all of our ex-boyfriends, but you know, it's a really good listen. And in the beginning of the show, I will kind of talk about my thoughts about the new Reputation era before the album comes out tomorrow, which is exciting. Um, Yeah, so stay tuned, should be a good one. All right, so. Guys, I just gotta say it again, and I'll give you an explanation now, but I am so sorry it's been so long. Trust me, I didn't want to take this, like, long hiatus. It's, it's been heartbreaking. It's been a sad and heartbreaking experience for me, but, you know, it's all gonna be okay. Just kidding. It hasn't, I'm being dramatic. I have been sad that I haven't been doing the podcasts, but really the reason is because the equipment that I have right now and, like, the licensing for audio recording that I have um is outdated and or at least the licensing is outdated my equipment is fine um and because of that the audio when I do Skype calls and when I like render the whole podcast and then upload it the audio is giving it that um kind of like that noise that you hear in most of the podcasts where the person that I am interviewing is speaking way louder than I am or it's like vice versa then I have to like go in and like make a bunch of cuts and try to like neutralize it a little bit and then I end up like sounding like I'm whispering and I'm so sorry I I'm not joking when I say I say this all the time but I really just want to provide people premium content online like I don't want to waste anyone's time I'm like super thankful for anybody that listens to the podcast I feel so grateful for anyone that spends their time on this and I don't want people to have like a crappy experience because I personally hate it when I invest my time into something online and it's not good, you know? Um, So I put the podcast on hiatus for a little bit while I try to figure out some, like, equipment issues. All of my, like, licensing and stuff should be, like, up to date soon. But in the meantime, I really wanted to get an episode out because it's been so long since that episode that I had with Julie. Um, At least the bright side is that episode with Julie was really good so people that search for the podcast the most recent one on there was like a really good episode but anyway we will be resuming with a every week podcast schedule very soon I will keep everyone updated on our Instagram page which is the at I just I just want to chat podcast on Instagram and I've been like sharing really funny memes and stuff on there lately so you should definitely check it out um and I just have a couple more, like, little pieces of, like, housekeeping to get to, I guess. Um, my Taylor Swift album review podcast will be out sometime this week. I'm going to say it's going to be out before next Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday. Today is Thursday. I'll definitely have it out by next Wednesday, for sure. I promise. Um, I would sign a contract in my blood if I could, but this is the internet, and I, I can't do anything like that. For anyone, um, and yeah, so the Taylor Swift album review will be coming out soon. I mean, like, once the album is out. But here's the deal. I did listen to the leaked 
today. It's it leaked early. I'll talk about that in a second. But the Taylor Swift album review will be coming soon. I don't know who my guest will be. Um, it might even be my husband because my equipment stuff isn't all sorted yet. Um, but no matter what, it will be premium content. I promise you. Um, and then one more thing I wanted to chat about real quick is I am getting ready for my year-end podcast. So one of like my dreams when I was like thinking up the podcast and kind of like developing it and like figuring out what I wanted to do with it was, oh, and at the end of the year, I could do year-end podcast where I talk about my favorite things that year. Because my favorite part of the end of the year isn't like, okay, I, like not that I love it more than Christmas, but it's like a close second. I love reading year-end lists. Like I love it when like Rolling Stone and like, VH1 used to do it like I I live for like top 100 music videos of the year or top 20 pop culture mo moments of the year like I live for that stuff and it makes me like so excited and I love to like review things like and I love to reflect upon like the year and like even when I was coming up with my TV list I was like whoa I can't believe that like what's an example that like Big Little Lies came out in 2017 I feel like it's been a part of me my whole life you know um, so that's what, um, the next podcast series will be. So it will be year end lists. So what I need from you guys is if you want to be on the podcast and if you have, um, an interest in talking to me about any of these subjects, please send me a DM on Twitter or even just at me on Twitter. It could be out in the public. Everyone can see our plans if, if you feel comfortable with it. Um, or you can send me a DM on Twitter or an email at I just want to chat podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to talk about any of the following topics with me, I'm going to be doing a year-end podcast on the best things I've watched on TV this year, um, best movies I've watched, best music I've listened to, best things I've seen online, so like memes, like things that like have made us laugh. Um, and there was one more, and I can't remember what it was. I'll tweet it later, or I'll put it on Instagram or something. Um, but yeah, so... That is basically the end of kind of the housekeeping stuff that I have for you today. Um, so before we get into this podcast, I just wanted to kind of share like my thoughts about like this new like Taylor Swift era that's going to be happening. I am like just not that optimistic. She's like not really doing any real promo. She feels like she's Beyonce and I think that's a problem. Like, and again, I love Taylor Swift. You guys will see, like, in this podcast interview that I did with Amy, that, like, I know so much about her because, like, I really am a fan, but also, like, because I feel, like, really personally invested in her music. I love her music, and then, of course, I love celebrity gossip, so I try to figure out, like, what every song is about and everything, and I feel like each album cycle Taylor Swift has, like, given us so much, um, like, personal information and so many interviews and everything, and then this year she's been, like, elusive and... And I'm sure that's in part because she was kind of overexposed last time and it was like Taylor Swift everywhere and then people decided that she was annoying because she was like so everywhere at once. But now it's like she feels like she's Beyonce and she like isn't granting interviews or anything this season or this like album release. So I'm just like not that optimistic. None of the singles were that good. Look what you made me do. Wouldn't have been successful if it was her, you know, like it did okay on the radio and then it dropped off really quickly. Like, I mean, by okay, I mean it went to number one. But then, it, like, it fell down really quickly. And then Ready For It is, like, just now starting to get picked up on radio, but the video for that was really weak. Um, gorgeous. Mm, I don't like that song. And then, so far, Call It What You Want. 
is my favorite song that she's released. And from the one time I listened to the album today, even though my like album leak that I found on Twitter was missing like a few tracks, um, call it what you want. It's my favorite song overall. But like that doesn't say anything great because if that's because if call it what you want was on like red, it would be my least favorite song on red. Does that make sense? Just kidding. Starlight would be my least favorite song on red because that's my least favorite Taylor Swift song. Um. Anyway, I've talked too long. Here is my interview that I did with Amy. I hope that you enjoy it. And let me just say, the audio issue is still going to be there. Because this was actually recorded, this interview that I did with Amy, this was recorded like three weeks ago. And I've been trying to like neutralize it. I've been trying to fix it. But life has been kind of like crazy a little bit too. Um, and I just haven't had the time to invest in like neutralizing the sound on this interview. I tried my best. But really, it is so funny. Amy is hilarious. I am so glad that she agreed to do the podcast with me. And really, like, what started as a top ten um, list of, like, Taylor Swift songs really just, like, <laughs> turned into me and her still talking about our top ten favorite Taylor Swift songs. But we just ended up, like, talking about, like, our ex-boyfriends, I feel like. Because each song we'd be like, yeah, this song really meant a lot to me because this happened or this guy did me wrong or I had like a really good experience and then I listened to the song after this happened. Um, but it's still like a really fun listen. So I hope that you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble already for almost 10 minutes now. Um, and yeah, I hope that you enjoy the podcast. If you have any questions or if you have any comments, please just send me a tweet or an Instagram at the I just want to chat podcast. Um, Thank you so much. Here's the interview with Amy. All right. So, guys, I'm so excited today. I have my sister, Amy, Amy Van Buren, who recently got married. Used to be Amy Pearson. Now Amy That's Van right. Buren. Yo, um, yo, yo. Here with me today to talk about probably one of my favorite topics that I've ever talked about on the podcast. Lately, I, I mean, I've been talking about whatever I want to talk about on the podcast lately, which is the point of the podcast, the I Just Want to Chat podcast. It's just, like, whatever I want to chat about. But, like, some of the subjects have been, like, a little bit more thought-provoking, even though, like, this subject definitely provoked a lot of thoughts. Um, my thoughts are continuing. <laughs> yes. My thoughts have been provoked ever since we thought of this idea. Yes. Um, but, like, lately I've been kind of doing, like, maybe even, like, more heavier topics. But this is something that... I just have wanted oh, to Oh, this is heavy. About. This is heavy. This is like some hardcore decision making that we had to yeah. do to prep for this podcast. But so Taylor Swift's new album is coming out in a month, a month from today. Um, it will be coming out. She really hasn't done that much promo. She gave us like what you made me do. And then she gave us ready for it. Other than that, like no interviews, nothing. We like we've gotten nothing from her. But I'm just, like, so anxious and I'm so ready for the album where, like, Taylor Swift is all I can think about lately because I'm a big fan and I just, I keep listening to her songs. And also, the Rolling Stone just came out with a top, um, it, they ranked all 115 of her songs, including, like, what? Her, yeah, including, like, her Christmas album and <laughs> okay i never yeah. ventured upon the christmas album <laughs> they they ranked the christmas album and they ranked the um like her live albums and like the covers that she's done on there and stuff so like taylor swift has been on my mind and also like super recently 
I talked to my friend Jolie about like my top Taylor Swift song. So I had my top 15 list handy on my phone in my notes already. So I was thinking about who can I talk to about this topic and who better than it's the so one true. person that loves Taylor Swift just a smidge less than me. My it's so true. Me. You are. You are more committed to her. I have a deep love for her, especially anytime something goes wrong in my life. I'm like, Taylor, where are you at? And I just listen to her on repeat. However, we are on different pages because you said that you cannot wait for the new album. And all I can think about is the old Taylor is dead. <laughs> and I don't want to listen to it. I, the old Taylor is the only Taylor that I love and know. And I'm, I don't want the new Taylor. I really truly I think that this like the old Taylor is dead is like a branding thing and yes there will be like some like extremely poppy songs but I really do think that she's gonna give us at least two ballads and if she gives me two ballads that will hold me over for the next four years like if she just gives me some like heartfelt and emotionally intense songs I'll be set like wildest dreams has lasted me how long four years four years since yeah. the last album three years I mean, that is true, but also I, 1989 was just, like, not everything that her other albums have been. That is true, but it did have some bangers, but I don't it know. Did, when but... we go over our top ten lists, um, you'll see that, like, there's not, that 1989 right. is not re- well represented on my list. Well, and I do have to say that when you and I both listened to 1989 at first, we were not impressed in general. Like we had to keep listening to it to like grow to love the songs. Like I feel like you and I both liked style and wildest dreams, but like that was kind of all we would listen to on there. I don't know. Like I think with Taylor Swift, every time she like experiments with a new sound, I like get like taken aback and I'm like, I don't like this. But then like after a while, like I grow to love it. Um, mm-hmm. but I recognize like that's not how like good music is supposed to be. But like when she came out with Red, other than like I knew you were trouble, I was like, whoa, this album's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. and when I heard that's I true. knew you were trouble, which is like a song I love now, I was like, oh no, too pop, too pop. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's just kind of what she does. I've grown to love. Look what you made me do. Uh, not love. Right. I've grown to like and enjoy. Look what you made me do. And because of the video. If it wasn't for the video, I don't think you would be that into it. Yeah, the video is definitely her best video. So let's just... wait. I have... Wait, hold on. I have, I have a Taylor question because obviously you are like more of a diehard fan. Do you think that um, as like time went on, she got more writers on her tracks, or and like that's why. Like, her other songs are so clearly about her relationships, and that's why I'm so, like, devoted to her and her relationships in those songs, I feel like. But, like, does she have other writers on her newer stuff? Yes, so that's actually something that I wanted to get into when we get into the top list. Okay, fine. I'll let you you take control. I'll just talk about it now, then we'll, like, refer back to it. Yeah, Amy, please, like, let go of the reins real quick. I don't know if you're confused, but this is my podcast. Um, Reel it back in. Reel it (laughs) in. Yeah, I don't know, like, who made you think that you got to ask questions um anyway what's like really telling is as her sound like starts to change her like the authenticity of the songs have kind of dropped and that's because she has so many co-writers if you look at so with the first taylor swift album she had like a few co-writers here and there same with fearless when she did speak now that was 100 percent her 
every single yeah, song, which like... is, I, I honestly think that Speak Now, if All Too Well wasn't on Red, I would say that Speak Now is her best mm-hmm. album. But since yeah, All you know Too what? Well I was Red, just... It's her best one. You're sorry. Let me interject. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about that today because a while ago, I want to say it was a tweet or something where you said Speak Now is her best. And then I was like, are you kidding me? What about Red? But then to, when I revisited Speak Now, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're so right. Like, yeah. Red, there's some songs that I'm so devoted to, but I didn't realize that some of the songs that I'm really in love with were on Speak Now. I just thought that Red was amazing because I'd keep listening. Like, listening to those same like heartfelt songs over and over um but they were from speak now and it was the time I was listening to red I was just really emotional yeah (laughs) yeah like what's also kind of telling is pretty much every song that is on my like top 10 if you like look through my twitter feed like three years ago four years ago you'll find like at least one lyric from each song subtweeted to some dude on my twitter like oh yeah yeah all of them, it's a necessity all of them yeah I'll... but before I wait lose one my more of thought oh sorry with the co-writing thing so she did speak now all by herself and she wrote 100 percent of the songs on there on red mm-hmm. she wrote most of the album herself she had co-writers for we are never ever getting back together i knew you were trouble um everything has changed the last time and there was one more. I can't remember what it was. Oh, in 22. So she had, like, co-writers for, like, those five. Other than that, all those songs were her own. Oh, and Treacherous. Uh-huh. She did Treacherous with somebody else. Oh, yeah. Um, but then when we get to 1989, she only had one song in that album that she wrote all by herself. What was it? Do it you was know? Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. Uh, yeah pass <laughs> maybe that's Hard. why she needs writers wait no no you know what no i i got confused that beautiful tra- tragic is on red this love is the only one that she did by herself on 1989 yeah i can't even think of that one right now sing it for us <laughs> sing it for us <laughs> no the, the this love is good this love is bad that one. Oh yeah okay yeah um like not her best oh, song man I thought of two good points, but okay, not that good. But one thing I was going to say was that um, Speak Now, the actual Speak Speak Now song, like I'm not a fan of. (laughs) Yeah, and then Red, like I had to really grow on me and then I connected it with my emotions and like, I love it, but I didn't think it was that great at first either. So I think that's funny. Speak Now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that they honestly put that song on there so they can name the album Speak Now. But what's mm-hmm. funny is the album Speak Now was supposed to be called Enchanted, but then... That would have been great. That would have been beautiful. Yeah, but the like the record label or whatever, they thought that it would mm-hmm. be like better to sell it as Speak Now. Like Sometimes you just got to say what you need to say, and this album is about honesty and la 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 la. Like they couldn't mm-hmm. find like a marketing, a way to market Enchanted. Um, yeah. If you haven't been able to tell yet, I do have a lot of... I don't want to say insider info because I'm not an insider, but I have a lot of useless info about Taylor Swift and all these songs. So what we're going to do is me and Amy are both going to go over our top 10 list, starting at number 10. We'll each say our 10th favorite song. And okay. I know that I definitely know the story about most of these songs on my top 10. And with Amy's top 10, I bet you I can tell you like who it's about and the background and everything. Um, so let's just get started. 
Wait, I just need to say one thing. Mm-hmm. This was literally one of the hardest things I've ever had to this, do. Honestly, it was really difficult. And I change my list all the time. Like, I mean, I have top 15 lists of, like, everything in my life. Like, favorite Taylor Swift songs, favorite Favorite movies, sister. Favorite number sisters. One. All 15 of them. Um, my celebrity <laughs> crushes. Like, everything is listed in, like, a top 15 like I you're so organized I'm so organized no I'm just like I like to rank like what I'm obsessed with so I could like divide out my time evenly from that perfect yeah (laughs) all right so we're gonna go over our top 10 lists and Amy do you want to start with saying your number 10 and then like say why go back and forth Mm -hmm. okay yeah um so number 10 was wildest dreams just because Mostly it felt like he just deserved that spot because of, uh, because 1989, like, wasn't the most impressing thing to me. Like, I didn't love it that much, but I had listened to that song over and over and over again when it came out. And uh, I, like, that was the time she was dating Harry Styles, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, there was just something, like, so romantic about that song and them and, like, me just picturing them together. Like, I think it's a breakup song. Or not like a breakup yeah. song, but like a you're going to regret me when I go type song. Yeah, and everybody feels that way about every. Well, I mean, at least I do. Um, I'm I like... feel that way about everyone. <laughs> Personally, it's not Target today. You're going to regret no. me. When but I mean, every me. relationship, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to think of me later. Like, whatever. I don't know. I just, you have more relationship I experience really... than I do. This is true. You, like, married your first boyfriend. <laughs> so... Yeah. No, but you've had a you've had like a lot of um guys in your okay. I sorry if Alex is listening to this. Like you've had a lot of guys in your life. Okay, I've had a lot of guys turn. in my life, whether they wanted to be in my life or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whether they knew it or not. Just whether kidding. they knew it or not, like they have been tweeted on my Twitter. With, yeah. Um, one of the song lyrics. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I also love Wildest Dreams, and it is on my list. Um, but we will get to it when we get to it. I ranked it higher than you did. Um, one of my favorite versions of Wildest Dreams, like, here's the deal. I think that Wildest Dreams, like, the production of it is really cool, but I would have loved it if she, like, stripped it down because we didn't really get a stripped down song on that album except for This Love. Like, if she had, um, I don't know, maybe, like, the passion of it all is, like, what makes it really good. But What do you mean by stripped down? Like, there's just, like, so much production and, like, build-up in that song. Uh, if she had, like, done it, like, a soft, like, acoustic thing. I don't know, because she has a version that she does with, like, electric guitar that she did for, um, that she did for the Grammys. Um, not at the Grammys, but, like, when she was campaigning to win the Grammy for 1989. Mm-hmm. She did, like, a nice version of it, like, on electric guitar. And it just sounds, yeah, I think I remember. I that. think it sounds like so much better when it's just like stripped down. I love the covers of it that I hear on YouTube. Um, I kind of wish that she did it a little bit more like simply. But like also, I just like, love it when other people do it. <laughs> I just love it when Taylor Swift doesn't do it. No, just kidding. Her, yeah. her vocals, honestly, she she struggled for a while, but they have like she has good vocals now. I think, especially when you yeah. listen to those Grammy videos, like when she did Out of the Woods and when she did Blank Space for like in that Grammy campaign yes. series. It was all really good. Okay, so to that, my number ten was "Begin Again" from the album Red. It was the last uh, song on the yeah. album, which kind of closed out because 
all the Red album was about her breakup with Jake Gyllenhaal. And then, like, the last yeah. couple songs kind of moved into um, her like, and I am relationship so, with Connor Kennedy. I am so emotionally attached to her and Jake Gyllenhaal's relationship and their breakup. It's insane. So that's why, like, those songs mean so much to we me. Will, we will definitely get to that whole relationship later. But, okay. Um... So, like, who is Connor Kennedy? Like, nothing to me. Nothing. I don't even know what he a, looks like. He's an effing Kennedy, Amy. I know that, but, like, he he's not the he's love American of my life. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal. And he also is cute. Barely. And, and he dated Miley Cyrus, too. Which makes him lower on my totem pole. Okay. Anyway. That's so rude. Miley deserves the respect. <laughs> she's so cute. I'm honestly her. just mad because she stole my second love. Like, honestly, my top two... Are Liam Hemsworth and Jake Gyllenhaal. So really? both Jake of these. Jake Gyllenhaal is your number one? Oh my god, yeah. I love him so much. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Thanks. Because I just don't think that there's a lot yeah. of competition. <laughs> so it's like, congratulations, you picked like a possibly attainable celebrity crush. Because I don't think that many people are in love with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I think we Whereas, look like, good with together. Me, my number one is like Leonardo DiCaprio. And sometimes I want to knock him down because I know that he's not attainable. But he's the dad bod. You can get him. I can't. I, I couldn't do it. Too many people love them. Okay, let's get back on track. <laughs> anyway, so Begin Again is my number 10. I kind of love, like, everything that the song represents. I love where she put it on the album. After, like, the whole breakup album she made, which was Red, like, the last song was Begin Again, and we're just like, oh, now we're on to new and happier things. And fun fact about the song Begin Again did you know that this is a rewritten version of Today Was a Fairy Tale by Taylor Swift? What? No. Yeah. So she was like kind of trying Tell to. Tell me more. She was trying to make like a part two kind of to it because what she was like feeling in this new relationship, she kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how to like describe it. I'll have to like find like the article. I read it so long ago. Yeah. Um, how do you know all this insider information? Because I have too much time on my hands, Amy. I actually, I don't have what? too much time on my hands. I just have more children. I manage my time poorly. Yeah, I should just get knocked up a couple more times. But then how would you like, yeah. know about Taylor Swift? Um, useless. It's, it's so true. Maybe anyway, hold off listen, on the babies. If you listen to those okay. two songs, um, you can like hear kind of like how similar they are with like the guitar and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I feel like Today is a Fairy Tale. Definitely like not one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. I think no. like, the writing is like not that good in it. But it is kind of like a nice like sentiment, like oh today was a fairy tale, everything is great, things are going well. Um, yeah. And then begin again is just kind of like a happy, optimistic song. So I like yeah, that. I I listened to begin again today, and I meant to put it on my list, but I don't even know where I'd put it. So hard. I have had such a deep love for begin again, and I feel like so many people can relate back to this song too. Like you, you know, you kind of get like caught up in your past and um like old guys you've dated and stuff like if you're ready to move on or not and then this was so like just like so refreshing where the guys like I don't know talking about like cool things well like that very end part where she goes um like I almost brought up my oops sorry about the microphone um like I almost brought up my boyfriend but then you started talking about like your family's Christmas traditions and I thought that I'd just rather talk about that yeah right just like how good yeah, when you meet someone new that it's, like, really worth your while, it really helps you get over that hump, and then you eventually never think of that person again. I don't know. 
that song is beautiful, well-deserved on your top 10 and mine if I had room for it. <laughs> if only. If only I said, let's talk about our top 11s. Yes, um, exactly. All right, so what's your number nine? My number nine. Okay, so I didn't know if you let me do this or not, but I sent you my list and you didn't. So, yeah, you didn't say it was no bueno. So, Out of the Woods, the award show version, the one that you had just re- recently mentioned, the Gram- it was a Grammy version, right? Okay, so she performed it at the Grammys, and that was, like, the typical version. But she also – are you talking about the piano one that she did for her Grammy? Yeah, campaign? because – yeah, and the well, I don't know about campaign or not because I never actually watched, like, the full Grammys. But you sent me this video. I'm yeah, pretty um, like, fairly <laughs> certain. Yeah, so – the one where she speaks, I need to look it up actually right now, unless if you remember what she says, but she's basically talking about what it's about and like mm-hmm. relationships and stuff. And it just helped me get through so much at the time that I'd always listen to that specific, I'd have to YouTube it and listen I to that specific version. I do remember version. what she says because, um, what was the reason? Oh, because I was just listening to it today. Um, I was like, wait, I do know the story, but like, let me come up with an excuse. Oh, oh, it's it's on in the background right now. (laughs) Well, actually, um, anyway, Taylor Swift was saying that, um, Out of the Woods is kind of based on how when she was in this one relationship, like the main feeling that she felt was like anxiety where it was like, okay, like what's going to be the next thing? What's going to be the next fight? What's going to be the next hurdle? Like what's going to be the next thing that we have to go through? Um, and then yeah, verbatim. Like, you can then listen to it today, Amy. <laughs> yeah, you're so, you're so good. <laughs> great memory. That's why I'm so smart. That's why it's I did so, so true. well in college. Well, you could have. You still, you still could because <laughs> well, you, you have an amazing memory. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, keep going with that flow. Anyway, like that's all I had to say about it. Yeah, Out of the Woods is nowhere near my top ten. I don't love it. I don't. Right, love I would have felt the same. I like did not think it was the greatest thing. Never like when it first ca- came out. I remember you and I both didn't like it. Like well, it, it came out the before the, the album. Us, it was the second thing that she gave us from 1989. So the first thing she gave us was "Shake It Off," which is like a fine pop song, whatever. It's on no one's top ten. And then on, then she gave us "Out of the Woods," where it was like, "Oh, the still isn't like the sound that I want Taylor to be going for." But it's one of those songs where like you know that she cares so much about it because mm-hmm. she played it for everything that mattered. So like her Grammy campaign. And well, and it clearly experience. was about her and Harry Styles, which I adore him as well. And I thought, I don't know, gave you like kind of like a little insider look. But I remember us both thinking that it was so repetitive and stupid, kind yeah. of. And then once she's explained at the award show, it's like, oh, my gosh, I totally know what like that kind of anxiety feels like. And like, are we out of that yet? Are we not? And like that person just will never be good for you. However, I ended up marrying that person, so he ended up being good for me. Anyway, continue. You're pregnant with this baby. Amy's pregnant, everyone. Yeah. She just found out that yeah. she's having a girl. Yeah, Piper's got a BFF coming around, Yay, so I Piper, can't wait. But Piper's yeah. my baby. And I, yeah, and sorry, I must say that um, the anxiety, bad relationship was the first time around. This time is great, and no anxiety. Just gotta, Thank you, you know, he didn't emotionally abuse me into this. Oh my goodness. Okay. I said didn't. Did not. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm like, I don't know how to address that. We're just going to call it right now. Um, oh my gosh. Anyway. Yeah. And 
one more thing about Out of the Woods. That's a song that she did with Jack Antonoff. And I got to say, I do mm-hmm. like Jack I Antonoff, and I love everything that he did on the Lord album. Like, the newest Lord album, Melodrama, is amazing. But What? He did that, too? He did, like, that whole album with Lord. But wow. I do not love really any of his work that he's done with Taylor Swift. I feel like every time Taylor tries to work with him, like, and mm. he also is, like, responsible for Look What You Made Me Do. Everything wow, I seems, am so shocked right now. Everything seems so, um, like, try-hardy. Like, like gimmicky. To, like, find, like, the sound. Or, like, it sounds like Bleacher's music, kind of, like his other band, or, like, yeah. Like, it sounds like really 80s influence, which I know is what 1989 was supposed to be. 1989, yeah. Just, I don't know, it tries too hard. I don't like it. Like, it's it's not a pop hit, which is, like, when she works with Max Martin and, like, Johan Schellback and stuff, and even, like, Ryan Tedder, I excuse it, I allow it, because they're, like, good pop songs. When she writes by herself, I love it because it's so good, but when she works with Jack Antonoff, it's, like, this weird sound that, like, I'm not, I never signed up for um, I did not sign up for this. Anyway, my number nine. No, is, you did not. My number nine is clean, which is. I knew it was on there. You tried to trick me. No, I actually I readjusted today and I did decide that it was on my top. 10. Okay. I'm gonna quickly go over clean. I know you I better than it. you know yourself. Let's just state that <laughs> right now. <laughs> I love it. I love like the whole like story and like picture that she kind of painted. It was an idea that she hadn't really um explored yet maybe she kind of didn't begin again but it was just kind of like a some subject matter that she hadn't addressed in a song before and I feel like again much like begin again if you have ever like been in more than one relationship there's like a point where you're like you know what I am over this person I'm finally Mm -hmm. I'm finally free like and it's like the best feeling in the world when you like actually realize that so I think that that's just kind of what clean represents and I love it and I love um, the person that she collaborated with on that. And, yeah, it's all good. Who is that? The I never know how to say her first name. Imogen? Imogen Heath? Oh. The girl that oh, does, like, really? the, where are we? Wow, you're educating me so much right now. Interesting. Um, yeah. Like, I, so I had never been in love with the song, but I knew you really liked it, so I felt like it was probably, like, an emotional thing. Then I listened to it again today. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was like, Actually, I feel it, but it's not my top ten. Like but I feel it. Just because you're clean doesn't mean you don't miss it. Like it's so good. Oh my goodness. Right, yeah, I eight? mean, it was, it was like a really good analogy. Okay, number eight. I'm looking at the lyrics right now, so let me double check, make sure that's the right song. Yeah, cold as you. Okay. Is my number eight, which is a Such surprising top tenor. Slept on deep track. Okay, thank you. I thought you were gonna talk some crap no, about cold it. Cold as you is like my number thirteen. Okay, well, it still kind of feels like crap talking when you say that. <laughs> but There's 115 um, songs. To make it to my Okay, this 13, is true. Good. This is true, this is true. But yeah, that song is just like a great um, breakup song, really, yeah. every time and time again. Every time I got my heart broken, I'd be listening to that on repeat. I'm like, yeah, I never met anybody as cold as you, except for the last man who was as cold as you. And now you're a little bit colder. <laughs> No, so, yeah, it's a little bit more chilly than it was before. No, I yeah. another layer. Yeah, it, it's just so good. It yeah. is such a good, like, like I'm so sad, but I also want to stick it to you because you're a jerk. What's, what's, like, crazy is with so many of these songs, as I really think about them, I think about um, kind of why they're on, like, my top ten or why I enjoy them. 
and it's because like it has like meant something personal to me and so many of these songs but especially cold as you i just like picture where i was when i was like crying in my car to that song oh my gosh me too i'm like like, i was in the room of granddad's house crying for hours after my first breakup oh you're okay i got it kobe yeah it would be kobe shout out (laughs) he's a long time listener (laughs) podcast I thought you were going to talk about Onyx, your fifth grade boyfriend. <laughs> My first breakup, oh, Onyx, the one that got away. He's Shout still around. Onyx, I saw sure I saw him like a year ago. And I'm not joking. You got to tell him to listen to the podcast. Um, oh, I will. He never thought I would give him a shout out on national number one rate social media podcast. Okay. All right. My number eight is Wonderland which is a bonus track on the Red Album, or no, on, on 1989. And a lot of people might question, like, whoa, that's a weird one. Didn't know you were an Alice in Wonderland fan. And I'm not, but it's just, it's a really good song. I actually think that it should have been on the full album. I don't think it should have been a bonus track. And I don't know, she just kind of paints a good picture with the song. Very I did not love that one. song at all. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I just and like again, the lyrics. And again, it like it applied to my life, like when it happened, like the. Yeah, the, so that makes like, more sense for sure. But also, like, I just don't like things that relate to fairy tales. Like, okay, except for I have White Horse on here, but like, let's set that aside. But like, when you were just talking about um, what was that other fairy tale thing? Oh, today was a fairy tale. <laughs> that I was, I was literally thinking, like, I just don't like it because it says fairy tale, and I like Alice in Wonderland just fine, but I just don't story. like. I hate it for that reason. Like, it's annoying. But it's not really fair. I don't know. Romeo and Juliet both die in the end. Okay, well, whatever. It's still, like, <laughs> a story that's supposed to be, like, a fairy tale. I don't know, but now that I'm looking at these lyrics, like, I get why you feel it. If I didn't hate fairy tales and had a heart, mm-hmm. well, I would like it, but it would like, never, ever make my top it's ten. It's about, like, falling in love fast and having it be just a dumb decision from the start. And mm-hmm. well, like, yeah. when it's over, you're like, okay, yeah, that was effing dumb. I shouldn't have done that. So yeah, yeah, it's so repetitive. Five. It seems like too. I don't know. I just feel you like can't call a song repetitive I... when you had Out of the Woods on. Anywhere okay, but I gave song. a good reason <laughs> for that. Right, However, let's through a couple more of these. So what's your number seven? Okay, sorry. It's so hard for me to just. Well, I just know that I'm gonna have to spend this. like. 40 minutes okay. when I talk about <coughs> just kidding so true okay I did white horse <laughs> so speaking of the whole fairy tale thing and all that good stuff I'm gonna say that um, this ain't a fairy tale so maybe a kid maybe you gotta pass on that one wait sorry say that again she says this ain't a fairy tale so it's not really yeah a fairy so tale true because it ain't one so true and you definitely turned me on to this song I don't remember why or like I think you and I, this was before you could drive, and we just listened to my car, listened to the song in my car, like, all the time. Am I right? This was definitely before I could drive, because I still love the Jonas Brothers at this time. Oh, yeah. And I know that because the song is about, it wasn't about Joe Jonas in the beginning, and she had performed the song at the Grammy nomination concert when they used to do that, and there Mm -hmm. was, like, a whole part of the second verse missing, and then... Joe Jonas and her broke up, and then she added, like, an extra part to that verse Mm -hmm. about Joe Jonas. And I remember freaking out because I love Joe Jonas, and that was, like, when I was 13. 
And I couldn't like drive. more than anything. Yeah, that's why I actually put Last Kiss on the list that I thought that you might make because you love Joe Jonas so it's much. It's definitely on but, my list, but it's not because of Joe Jonas. Is on mine too, and it's not because of Joe Jonas either. But um, yeah, this song is just like really good as a whole. Um, I don't know. I know you're trying to kind of like sweep through this a little bit faster. I can't think of anything like hard to say about it. It's just it's um, a good song. I like it. It's like not even in my top twenty, but it's a good song. It's not even in your top twenty. No, but that's the thing Dang. about Taylor Swift. Once you start like analyzing all your like favorite songs about her or from her. It's really, Mm -hmm. like, everything in, like, your top 30 or 40 is just gems, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I wish I would have done? I wish I would have wrote out my favorite lyric from each of my favorite songs. But uh, anyway, yeah. Just just a a very... 32 minutes of audio that we have away and redo it. Just kidding. BRB. Yeah, okay. Just solid song. It's a good breakup song as well. And uh, it just gives you a lot to think about. What about you? All right, so seven was my seven was Wildest Dreams, which we've already gone over. I love it. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. What's your number six? Six, I did Haunted. Do you have Haunted so on yours or no? Good. No, but I wanted to. I, I was wondering Haunted. if you would. Haunted's like top mm, 15. Gosh, that one I would just listen to over and over as well. Okay, all of these, obviously. Uh, let me look at the lyrics really quick and see if I have anything substantial to say. I love the um, acoustic, like, orchestra version of Haunted. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. yeah I, I think that. you showed it to me. I'll have to Probably revisit did. it, but I'm fairly certain. Um, What's funny about yeah. the song Haunted is I just watched that show True Blood, which I'll talk about in a different podcast. But I just watched True Blood, <laughs> and, like, all the songs are really kind of, like, <coughs> mellow all the songs are kind of like mellow and stuff in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, like there's not that many like poppy songs, but they randomly like threw the song Haunted by Taylor Swift in there. I think wow, it, it gives been, me so much respect for that show. I, I don't even watch it. I think it must have been it. like a sponsored thing though, because it's just like they never put music into the show that way. And they gave it like more than a minute's worth. Whereas it's like mm-hmm. a montage of like all these romantic things happening. And, like, the song was just, like, blasting. Like, I had to check on my phone. I was, like, because I was watching True Blood on my phone. I was, like, is my phone screwing up? Because I was listening to Taylor <laughs> Swift around that time, too. That's funny. And I'm, like, is my phone screwing up? Is it playing music right now instead of True Blood audio? But no. like That's so funny. I don't know. I feel like it was a product placement for her music or something. That was yeah, that's, that is very bizarre. But I do respect it. Because, yeah, this song was just so good. Um, Yeah, I can't really think of anything substantial to say but it helped me get through a lot of hard times for sure and I don't know just the way it is presented and kind of like a little bit more like hits you harder with her the way her vocals are Mm -hmm. so good so good all right my number six from here on out we're just into the duties (laughs) like any of these could have been my number one I'm just kidding yeah could have been my number two um yeah but this, the, yeah, that's how I feel too, actually. This is a this is one of her best written songs. And it is Dear John. I was just gonna is, guess. I was gonna like I was gonna see if you let me guess and I was gonna say that. I do not think as somebody that really doesn't listen to that much music. What? Like I'll I'll preface it with that. Like I I like what I like, but like I'm not that musically like I haven't listened to a lot of different people's music, you know? 
Like, you listen to John Mayer over and over and over again. Yes, but Zeppelin. For the past 10 years. Yes, exactly. But this is the best diss song I think I've ever heard. She, and I love John Mayer. John Mayer, speaking of celebrity crushes again, is my number two celebrity crush. Yeah, he's a a bae. My love for him runs deep. And I, she annihilated him with this song. Like, yeah. I think and he literally diss- could have sued for like defamation of character. If she like used his last name, she could have, yeah, he could have sued. Like, I or, agree. Yeah. And his diss track backed her was not nearly as good. So it kind of made this even more powerful. Yeah. I don't really even think he was trying to do a diss track. I think he was just trying to do like a, you're really young and naive type thing. Oh, uh, well, I thought but, he had to just do something back. Because this was, like, that came after this, right? Yeah. Um, but that's But I'm so surprised it's not higher on your list. I'm well, very surprised. Well, that's what surprised. I'm saying. The rest of these are all just such, like, heavy hitters, and all of them are, like... But this song, like, it punches you in the heart. Like, in every... Mm-hmm. Like, after, like, every breakup... I don't know, like, in my, like, dating experience, before I, like, started dating my husband... Each breakup was, like, worse than the next. And, like, each guy that I, like, dated or, like, had a thing with, I was, like, more and more heartbroken each time. Like, they just outdid each, like, one after another. Like, I fell harder and then I got hurt harder. Like, each one. And, um, Mm -hmm. and each time, Dear John was just, like, like, literally just punched me in the heart. Like, literally all my feelings. I don't know. I mm-hmm. that song is so good, so well written. It is so long, and yeah, that's probably why I love it even more because it, it like you don't get sick of it because you can. It's so long, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you just keep it's, listening to yeah. it over and over again. And also, um, I really love the song <coughs> also because of how she performed it on her Speak Now tour. Which I did not attend, but I have watched on YouTube many times. <laughs> uh, you felt like you were there. If you sure. like, if you are like interested in seeing some amazing stage work with pyrotechnics and fireworks and just Taylor Swift at like the peak of her like emotionally distraught diva ness, search "Dear John" at Gillette Stadium Speak Now tour. That was like, um, the biggest arena that she played on that like stadium tour, mm-hmm. and it was an outdoor arena, so she was able to do like huge fireworks. Where most of the other arenas that she performed at were like enclosed spaces, so she just did like those little fireworks that you do from a stage. But at Gillette Stadium, there's like no, it's like a football stadium, you know. Mm-hmm. And when like the I'm shining like fireworks all over your sad empty town line goes. It's just a humongous, like, 4th of July-worthy fireworks show behind her. And she's just standing at the end of the runway, like, with her hands out. Like, she just summoned the fireworks. Like, it is... That's amazing. It's emotional. i have to watch that. I got Yeah, I'll have to watch that for sure. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Dear John, number six. What's your number five? I have, I have commentary on that, but I guess I'll save it for when Dear John comes on to mine. Okay. Um, what are we on again? Five? Mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry um i did last kiss just because it is seriously the ultimate breakup song yes. like it's if you're in a long-term relationship you seriously never you always see yourself marrying that person you never see an end of anything and you mm-hmm. just never think that there would be a last kiss and it is so heartbreaking to hear and then you just replay the relationship over and over in your head and it's just like how did we get to this point 
where we broke up when we were supposed to be together forever, even if we were 14 or 12 or, yeah. you know, whatever. That so last good. bridge that she has at the end is by far, like, some of her best writing that she's ever done. And How does it go? Like, backstory, the song is about Joe Jonas, and it came out again, <laughs> like, when I was obsessed with the Jonas Brothers at 13. But, and mm-hmm. as, like, a Jonas Brothers fan, everyone, like, saw the pictures of her, like, running off the plane, like, into Joe Jonas's arms. And I remember, like, when that happened on MySpace, all my, like, Jonas Brothers friends that I have on MySpace, like, we were all going crazy. And then Taylor Swift, like, wrote about it in a song. It was wild. But she, um, that, like, the end bridge of that song, like, the I'll watch your life in pictures while I used to watch you sleep. And I feel oh, yeah. me. Oh. Like, you used to, like, I used to feel you breathe. I yeah, keep up I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Um, just that is, ask them who, how you are. That, that, that is, is the most everything. powerful lyric right there because mm-hmm. everybody is so guilty of doing that. And it is sad. And you know when people are doing it to you. Mm-hmm. However, that just shows how much that person meant to you. Where, like, yeah, you just don't let some of those people yeah, go that you like would you delete, not be friends with. You delete, like him on instagram or whatever but like you're still like looking at his tagged photos like, and then the you yeah then you stalk all of his friends yeah. <laughs> yeah it is it is wild so yeah last kiss amazing song my, so good so yeah that was my number five my number five is i almost do which ah! again is just an incredible songwriting the I feel like most of her, like, the greatest part of her songs are always, like, that very ending, like, bridge or verse, whatever you call it. Yeah, um, right. The, what is the one I like and I almost do? Um, what, it, what is that lyric at the end? The, okay, I'll look it up. Where she goes, like, oh. um, Sorry, oh, yeah, it says, like, I'll confess... We made quite a mess, babe. It's probably better. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Confess I confess but in my dreams you're touching my face and asking me if I want to try again with you, and I almost do. That guy. Right Amazing. There. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the chills even just reading yeah, it, it and talking and listening to you talk it about it. It literally doesn't get better than that. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Peak. Yeah. Again, peak Taylor Swift. All these yeah. songs could have been number two on my list. It's just... It's amazing. What's your number four? Okay. Yeah, because obviously I'm going to mention that in mine. Number f- my number four is Dear John. Let me look it back up to what I was going to say. I'll look um, Dear John. Just for the sake of time, my number um, my number four was Last Kiss. So my number four was your number Okay. Four. All right. Do you want to say anything about that while this is well, living? no, I already said everything I need to say about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So here's what I was going to say about Dear John. It's like the a lot of the lyrics are actually so cheesy and emo that if it weren't the way she's saying it, if it weren't the this re- specific relationship, mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, please, like you paint me a blue sky and go back and turn it to rain. And I lived in your chess game. And, you know, like it's just like, come on, so much drama. Yeah. But it is so relative to their what I would imagine their relationship to be. And um, then you can really like relate it to your life. I don't know. It was just so, so good. And uh, let me see. As a, like a connoisseur of all John Mayer information as well, that should be another, that should be the next like podcast episode. My top 10 <coughs> favorite John Mayer songs. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, like I don't have as much info. 
But everything that I know about John Mayer, and again, I love him, I could see everything in the song Dear John happening. Like, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's what I I literally mistreating like the nineteen-year-old girl. I could see him calling her the girl in the dress because he like does that. Like, he Uh like refers to people like that. Like in interviews, again, too much time on my hands. Like, right? Even like on his Twitter, he's so funny and he's so great. But you know that he knows that he's hot. You know that he knows it. I'm sorry, this is vulgar, but like I know that he knows that he's very like wanted, like in a, a sex god. Yeah, by mm-hmm. people, and I like, and he's just kind of a jerk sometimes, and I think that he feels. I like feel like he's changed, but maybe he's I just kinda, want him to. Okay, so I really thought that he changed, but he tweeted something the other day that he was like, someone was telling me some useless drama the other day, and I said. Would it hurt you terribly if I said that I didn't care? And I thought that was a good burn. I'm like, no, that was kind of douchey. Yeah. Um, Whatever. We all have our moments. I'm going to let him slide. However, just wait really back. So true. Okay. Back to me and what I think about Dear John. Um, The best lyric I find in that song is, wondering which version of you I might get on the phone tonight because everybody has dated somebody like that who has all these highs and lows and has all these personalities and I mean I feel maybe not maybe I'm just speaking I don't know but I felt like that and especially if like who you're dating is a drinker and stuff like you just never know what you're gonna get sometimes and I thought that was awesome and their relationship was so unique to me because those are two people I would have never ever 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 put together and I don't need did they date for like a second, right? Or was it a long time? I feel like it was a second. I feel like it it had to be like short, but I don't know. She mm-hmm. wrote so many songs about it. My favorite line in that song is when she goes, I look back and regret how I ignored when they said, run as fast as you can. Like, yeah. That's, that's I mean, so that true. is a- also like, because I don't know, maybe not everybody has had this experience, <coughs> but like, I certainly have like dated people where. At the end, it's kind of like a, oh, they did tell me so, huh? Right. Like, yeah, it's so true. And there's always red flags and stuff like that. However, you have to find out for yourself. And you would never listen to anyone who said, like, oh, stay away from that guy. Like, yeah, oh, cool. What do you know? You know nothing. <laughs> you know. I don't know. But I, I understand what you're saying for sure. All right. So then number four, my number four is Last Kiss. What's your number three? Oh, wait. Well, I number wonder if three. we're going to have overlappings at this point. I'm surprised that none of ours. What do you mean? What do you mean you wonder? Because I sent you my list, or is know, that a secret? I, I can't remember. Oh, okay, back to December. Oh, that's no. That's not even in my top twenty. Oh really? I, I feel so offended when you say not stuff Taylor like Lauder that. Fan. <coughs> okay, sorry for that. Okay, I'm team not Twilight. Um, uh, what's her name? Haley made me watch it the other day. And I started getting so nauseous, and I was like, I hate this movie. So, anyway, um, back to December. Uh, I don't know, maybe it just means something to me, because that is, like, another ultimate breakup hit. Like, I listen to it every breakup, anytime I'm feeling emotional. It is so, so good. I can't believe this isn't on your list at all. Like, that was, like, a prime time of emotions for us, I feel like. (laughs) But... Um, and there's so, it's such like a story, like there's not really that much chorus to it. I'm looking at the lyrics right now and it just like keeps going on and on. I don't know. It's so good. And it, and it kind of is one of those things that like you date the good guy, you break up with him and then you always be like, oh, 
you know, he was such a good guy and his family was so nice and all that stuff. Like, why did I do like what? Cause the next thing you're going to get into is a bad relationship. Probably you'd be like, why did I ever do that? I don't know. Amazing song. So good. Um, Regardless of Taylor Lautner, because he's like, whatever to me, but he is hotter than the other guy, Robert Pattinson. Back, um, get off my podcast right now. <laughs> I know. But... I know. He's on your top. <laughs> um, I just got to say, like, background about Back to December, kind of like a hidden Easter egg, is she does refer <laughs> to the Kanye West incident. Oh, yeah, I know. That and that's why I like it so much, because you told me that a long time ago, and I could just yeah. picture that. But, yeah, so, so you can tell your fans so about my that. Fans, my many fans. Um, you have a lot. People, so when the Kanye West incident happened, the I'm going to let you finish incident, Taylor Lautner was the one that announced that Taylor Swift won that award, and they were dating at that time. So he was there standing on stage. Taylor Swift comes Ugh. up, and like, and he's just standing like idly by, like as this all happens. But like, what was he going to do? You know, like Kanye was a force to be reckoned with. But what's so, he going like, to do? Punch his yeah. punch him in the face, <laughs> little old Taylor? <laughs> Jesus, you think you're Jesus? <laughs> no, not to my girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, so like, then he. She cried later that night to him about it. So it says, like, back in that September night. The first time you ever saw me cry, which is, like, a super yeah. vulnerable state for most women. Like, because you're, when you're dating someone at first, it's all happy, and you could, like, never cry. And then the first cry, never forget it. That That is such a good line, and I love the Easter egg. That And that is a good metaphor, Mary. Hey, I like that. quick side note before I talk about my number three. I swear this will be quick. But our mother just sent me a picture of um a couple dressed up in uh star wars costumes mm -hmm. and it just says and she's referring to my husband as this she just says let him live his fantasy with a winky face <laughs> <laughs> me. oh my gosh like, i know she's talking about like halloween and alex my husband loves star wars but but I mean, she did like, a winky the, but the phrasing there um anyway yeah, this was the same woman that would give us like ten bucks to not go in the backyard where the pool was okay, for like an please hour. Please do not say this on this family podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone needs to um, fill in the blanks because I'm allowed <coughs> to it. My mother-in-law listens to this podcast. Actually, I'm sorry. Well, I just coughed, um, so you can edit that whole thing out. Then, sorry about that. Thanks. Um. All right. So my number three is Treacherous. I love the song. This is the perfect like, except. The perfect falling in love song is my number two. Like the, it's like the moment like right before like things really get started. And I don't know, Treacherous is just such like a, you know what? Maybe this is a bad idea, but I don't care. I'm going all in. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know. It's like a, such a fun feeling when you kind of like make that step from like not being in a relationship with this person that you like to g being in a relationship with that person. I don't know. I love it. Um, and yeah, all the song lyrics lyr and everything. I love the acoustic version of that song, and I don't know. I love it so much. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, lyrically, an awesome song, but like to me, it just doesn't do too much for me, like catchy wise. But it is good. I'm surprised it's your number two, but or is it two? Are we on two? No, that's my number three. Um, oh, okay. Also, that song is about Jake Gyllenhaal, and. In my opinion, I think she. I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. 
I think say refers, it. I think she refers to doing something with Jake Gyllenhaal in that song. Oh, I was like, are you scared she's going to hear this podcast? <laughs> Taylor has ears everywhere. Like, no, no, Taylor, I will not <laughs> slander you on that podcast. Oh my goodness, Taylor Swift, I love your work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's, oh my gosh. what's your number two? Almost do. Uh, and honestly, that like could have tied for number one with me. And I also confuse the songs sometimes just because they both start with an A and they're from the same album. I kind of do, I don't like confuse them, but maybe at one point I did. Well, like, I mean, I confuse them by then, like, (laughs) but like right away when, when you're like, what's your number one? And I said it. And then later on, when I was researching my songs, I was like, wait, did I mean, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're both amazing songs. However, almost do. So good, and let me just look it up really quick, but I'll probably just have everything to say that you had to say. Um, yeah, every time you don't, you almost do, and it just sounds, I don't know, that even just that lyric alone just hits you so hard because, I mean, actually, I almost would always just do anyway <laughs> because, like, like, you know, don't send the text. Like, I would just send it and then delete it so that I didn't have to, like, remember that I sent it. Yeah. Even though I was thinking about it all day, you know, but, um, so anyway, I'd almost always do it, but, uh, yeah. Amazing song in a nutshell. Uh, interesting it so well. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, can she we do a whole done, podcast? Just about she it? hasn't done it live enough for me. She's only done it live like a couple of times acoustically and I need more. I need a lot more. All right. Yeah. Two. Okay. Wait, sorry. Oh. Okay. I bet it never occurred to you that I can't say hello and risk another goodbye. So good. Okay. She's a princess. Go ahead. She is. Um, don't don't refer to her as a fairy tale person. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, my number two is a song that I am shocked that wasn't on your top ten. I am like literally shocked. Enchanted. I'm scared that I missed something now. Okay. Yes, I love that song so much. But I was trying to remember, and I was thinking about putting it on there. I didn't even re-listen to it on purpose because I remember you told me that was that song about the guy from, was it 1980 or 1975? No, that song's or about Owl the guy City. from Owl City. Owl City, Owl City. Did you just see my tweet about it? No, 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 I didn't see that. I just tweeted, but, um, as I was making this list, I said, just a reminder that the best, the second best Taylor Swift song of all time, Enchanted, is about this man. And I Googled like some pictures of him. He's just a weird looking <laughs> dude. That's funny. No, I don't even know what he looks like. But that relationship did not mean enough to me to put this song on my top list. But that was a great song. And I liked the meaning behind it at first. But I'm so emotionally invested in her other relationships. Like, they didn't even have a relationship. Right. But, okay, whatever. Acquaintanceship. (laughs) I don't know. But, um, yeah, it is a great song. Take it away, sister. Well, okay, there's so much to say about (laughs) the song. Like, the meaning, like... I mean, everyone has that moment, you know, like where you like meet someone or like you're just starting off like having like a crush on somebody. It's just like the best feeling. And like when you're excited, like all the songs are the all the parts of it where it's just like the I'm dancing around all alone or I'm blushing all the way home. Then that part at the end where it goes like the please don't be in love with somebody else where it's Mm -hmm. like you meet somebody and you're like, oh, no. All right. I got to stalk his Instagram. Like I got to see like is he dating anybody like I don't know I feel like that's such a relatable feeling and I don't know that song is just pure magic it's one of the I mean obviously it's one of the best ones in my opinion because it's my number two but Mm -hmm. it's it's so good and 
It's just so happy. And yeah, so that song is about Adam. I can't remember what his last name is. Adam something. And from Owl City. From Owl City. He's the one man band. Dang. Owl City. When that came out, when this song came out and that about it came out, he's probably like, Taylor, where you at? Like, I, I messed know, up. Right? And he, it's kind of cute, but he did a version of it on Valentine's Day. And so he like made like a professional studio recording of the song. And at the end of it, he goes like, Taylor, I was so in love with you. There's no way like they just met at a party once and that was it. Um, But he definitely got to capitalize on the song. And you know what? He deserves it. If he inspired one of the best Taylor Swift songs of all time, he's allowed to cash in on it as much as he wants, I think. I mean, I feel like I'm in love with her and I've never met her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So true. Um... There's something I was going to say about this song. I can't remember where it's going. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have to say something not about this song. But, yeah, great song. Didn't make my top ten. But I purposely didn't re-listen to it, so it wouldn't make my top ten. Okay. Be so tactful. All right. What I wanted to say as a quick side note, just so I don't forget to mention it on this podcast. I'm like, I do a plug. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that... Uh, Nashville, her cover of Nashville, is so good. You showed I, it to me. I'd put that. I'd we need, need to tell the world about it because probably nobody knows about it but us. So everybody listening to this podcast, if you're not a diehard Taylor Swift fan, Nashville, it's a cover, and even the original is really good. But I love her cover of that song, and I love Nashville. Well, and it's Great like song. such a not a well-known song. It's by mm-hmm. like a very like little-known. It's actually by somebody that was opening up for John Mayer. Ha! Just kidding. Well, no, but like I think that that's how she figured it out. Like I think that like that's how she heard the song because this guy was not popular. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, I didn't know when that song came out. Yeah. So yeah, like I her version. To everyone to listen to her cover of Nashville by David Mead. It's very good. Yeah. All right. I thought it was necessary to shout out. Okay. I know we have the roll. same number one. Drum roll, yes, please. <laughs> All too well. Universally, the best song that she's ever done. Miles and miles above every other song that she's done. Red would not be my favorite album from her if All Too Well was not on it. It would be my third favorite album. Yeah, oh my gosh, there's so much content in this song. I even just looked at the lyrics and it's like you're scrolling for days. Literally every single line, impactful. Yes, everything's, and it all tells like a huge story, every single verse. And it is so her and Jake Gyllenhaal, and you know, you see those pictures of them walking together with their scarves and all that cute stuff. And the lattes and everything. Stuff. Yeah, and you know who his sister is, so you know he's who she's talking about in that song. Yeah. And, like, uh, it's an amazing song. And like, and you listen to it, you can picture the whole story. The part about the refrigerator light, everything is just so simple but so romanticized. It's just, it is an incredible song. Like, she... And she knows it, too. Like, she knows that it is, like, her best song. She performed it at the Grammys, even though it wasn't a single. Like, it is the best song. Fun fact about that song. A couple fun facts. That song Lay on me. originally was 19 minutes long. I wish she would release she had, that version of it. Okay, and then there's a theory. Somebody made, like, a BuzzFeed article about it. There's a theory that, like, the full or, like, a part two or whatever is going to be on this new album. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the logic behind it, but there's like a lot of people that think that there will be a part two. Um, I really hope so. I really hope so too. I think that we deserve it. But yeah, so she wrote, that will already, that will just move this album to my number one yeah. regardless. <laughs> she wrote eleven verses to the song, and in the song we get five of those eleven verses. 
She should have just wrote us a novel because I would I read that novel. And so, and then that song also has a songwriting credit on it by somebody that's in her band. And the songwriting mm-hmm. credit is because that person helped her edit out what verses she should keep and which ones she should delete. Dang, that would be um, so hard. I know. So the the song does have a co-writer, but it's not because somebody helped her write the lyrics. It's because somebody helped her edit. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I know, right? And so it's it's just her best song. And then another side note about it is Maggie Gyllenhaal, so Jake Gyllenhaal's sister, was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. And mm-hmm. Andy Cohen had the guts and asked her about the scarf. She said, like, do you have Taylor Swift's scarf? And Maggie mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal was like, see, what does that mean? People always ask me about this. I've never even heard of this. What is it? And, like, mm-hmm. I, I call big BS, and Andy Cohen did also. Like, there's no way that the Gyllenhaal family hasn't heard of the song. Like, yeah, right. And if so many people are asking about it, you know you're about to Google it or yeah, ask or your famous asking, friend. Yeah. Yeah. But, right, yeah, it's so true. I mean, she could have just been like, oh, well, Jake Gyllenhaal has it because Taylor Swift says, like, he has the scarf. Like, he yeah. it. He sent back all her things, but not the scarf because it smells like innocence and her. Um, oh, man. And then when, th- when she hits you with that this uh verse maybe we got lost in translation like the way she mm-hmm. starts singing it so like powerfully it's just like oh i feel the same <laughs> like, the so good. time won't fly it's like i'm paralyzed by it i'd love to be mm-hmm. my own self again but i'm still trying to find it uh chills and like this is so emo too i'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here but like i would hate yeah. that so much if it was not in this song and if it was not taylor swift and like the what are some other really good lines in that? Just the, um, let me think. Okay. Uh, back before you lost the one real thing yeah. you know, you you ever known. Um, doesn't, I, th- I thought he, she says something about innocence here too, that I thought it sounded well, like it talks about the scarf. they hook up. Oh yeah. Okay. It says that the scarf reminds her of, inno- reminds her of innocence or whatever. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, you almost ran the red because you're looking over at me. I'm like, how flippin' cute. Mm-hmm. I could see the whole love story unwinding. This song is so amazing. The whole I well, could, and, I and, just want to read all the lyrics because they're all so good. But it's, sorry. it's an amazing story. And we know that, so in Taylor Swift's albums, I'm sure a lot of you know this, but the reason why we know what she writes these songs about is because she puts in the album clues who each song is about in, like, these coded things. So in the song All Too Well, she talks about how they listen to Sweet Disposition mm-hmm. um, by Temper Trap. And then yeah. the album liner code or whatever for Treacherous, she says Sweet Disposition. So we know that Treacherous is also about Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, man, she is such a genius, and so are you. I am so smart, and so is Taylor Swift. But who's smarter, yeah. you know? Who is smarter? Um, you. All right, so... You're just less famous for it. I know somehow, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that has been our top ten favorites of... Our top ten Taylor Swift favorites. So hard to narrow it down to ten. I could have talked about my top 40 and had the same appreciation for all those songs. It is... She is honestly... I hate how much crap she gets. There is always the question, at least I see this online, where people say like, oh, do you like Taylor Swift's personality and her music or just her music? 
And I kind of, like, I juggle back and forth. I like her personality sometimes when I feel like she's being sincere. I don't love, like, the girl squad thing. I don't like the curation of all, like, aspects of her life that she does now. But honestly, I don't even care. She has given us incredible music. People are way too hard on her. Like, I um, love her personality. I know her so well. I'm just kidding. No, I love everything about her in a nutshell. And the way you explained everything to me that I never knew about her and stuff just makes me feel like she's so extra creative. And who knew we would come here from Tim McGraw, like her song, Tim McGraw, you know? Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Her transformation has been amazing and awing and... I love watching her date people, even though it hasn't even been that many. You just feel like you've watched her grow up through all these people. And she's just so beautiful, too. Like, aesthetically, she's, like, someone you just love because she's classically pretty. She is. If that's not too shallow. She is amazing. And Amy, Amy, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amazing. It was a joy. I'm sorry that I was sick. Um, Have me on another time, please. This was so much fun. I was so tired before we started it. Now I'm like up all night because this was so fun and I'm amped. All right. And before we go, where do you like, do you want Twitter followers? I don't know. Do you want people to follow you? Sure. Yeah. I just do like a lot lot of, you don't spend a lot of time on your online brand. Mainly you just retweet me. That's kind of all you do. Yeah, that's, like, my favorite thing to do. But if that, like, gets people to look back at your account somehow, then that's fine. So but if follow I follow this, then I'll start, I'll start tweeting <laughs> at Dude It's Amy, D-O-O-D-I-T-S-A-M-Y. You got to change that. And, point. yeah, my handle is Peaceful Protest right now. Why do I have to change why Dude It's you, Amy? Why do you change your Twitter handles to all these Trump-related things? <laughs> Anti-trump. Because I'm so politically <laughs> active. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely anti. Uh, I just feel like that is my way to, like, make a mark. Because you can't put that stuff on Facebook anymore. Everyone's so sensitive. Twitter is the place to be who you are. So that is where I'm going to be. I Before we go, I have to tell one of my favorite internet stories with Amy. When I had my baby Piper earlier this year, it was right after Trump was elected, like a month after. And Amy posted a picture of Piper on there and said, look at my new niece. Oh, and someone had the nerve to comment and say, oh, a little Trump supporter, no doubt. And Piper was like seven hours old at that point. Like, and everyone knows I hate Trump with a passion. Because you have common sense. Oh, my goodness. So yeah, anyway, so true. I'm, but anyway, yeah, that was crazy. That, especially today because I feel like I'll start crying because he's been especially horrible today. Um, yeah, he's he's not a nice man, if you guys didn't know. Anyway, Amy, thank you so much. Oh, don't call. No, sorry. Okay, sorry, we can do that again. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for doing this with me. Love thank you, you for having me. I love you. Lilas, oh, and this was seriously an honor. I could not believe it when you asked me to be on your podcast. So thank you so much, and love all the fans, too. Much <laughs> love. Love all the fans. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and to give it a rating every time you do it helps it jump up the itunes charts which helps other people listen to the i just want to chat podcast we also have a instagram account now at at i just want to chat podcast i'm on there like pretty much every day sharing like my favorite tweets and memes and stuff that i see and yeah it's pretty fun so make sure to give us a follow on there i am mary march you can find me on twitter at, at mary person and you can find me on instagram at mary pearson art all right thank you so much